1: game is Friday of the sack city era. I am your host, the one and only Vinnie Milani joined by my best friend in the whole entire world. Aaron, the Mukesiah Mukes. It's a beautiful March 4th evening here at the sack city podcast. We welcome you all to another great show we have uh, in store for you guys. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the combine a little bit. We're going to be diving into the best and worst NFL coaches in the league. Aaron, how are you doing, today, buddy?
0: I'm great, man. I am great. Friday, Funny Games Friday has returned this time in the city, and I am excited. Um, a lot of big things going on, man. Uh, just been grinding away. I, I'm, I'm ready to get. I'm ready to get it going, man. Weekends
1: here, it feels good to say the city. Like this is the city. Like this is the city. Like this is where, this is where it all goes down in the city. You know, like this is it. This is it. Hey man, I, 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 I love
0: this. I noticed you got a little backdrop here in the background of some nice buildings and stuff. Could you could you tell me what city that is?
1: Yeah. So actually, if you were trying to, I mean, it's funny games Friday. Right? Is what we do. This is what we do. If you look close at our logo that you see online and even here, you'll see the four cities that represent the Sac City Podcast. You got Jacksonville. You got Duval on the right. You got Fort Wayne next. Uh, from from right to left. Yeah. You're looking right to left here. But Okay. Yeah. From right to left. That's what I read. I'm, I'm dyslexic Jacksonville on the right next to it's Fort Wayne. Then beside that, you got Tampa. And then on the far left side, you have Sacramento, California for you, sir. It's, it's the four pillars of the Sac city podcast.
0: This, this is what makes up the United States like us right here. This is, this is, we are diverse. We are from different parts of the country. We're bringing it to the city. This is exactly what the United States is about. I love it. Every minute of it. Um, It's great, man. It's great. I'm excited.
1: And that's what we're here to do. We're here to create a city for everybody, for all football fans to come to and enjoy and discuss the great game and be fans. Okay. Be yourselves. Again, you see it in our, in our description. We are, we're giving you football your way. Okay. And here tonight, we're going to be tearing it up uh, by breaking down the best and worst coaches of or in the NFL heading into the 2022 season. Uh, But it, it would not be a fun and games Friday without me asking this question. Aaron, what was your favorite part of the week that was sports? Fans at home, play along as well. Drop it in the chat. What your favorite part of the week that was sports is. Aaron, you can start things off.
0: Um, You know, we, with this show, new show we have is about the NFL and football, but we can't forget about some of our other great sports out there, major league baseball, the NBA, specifically the NBA. And I'm going to let the video do the talking because this is, this is one of the most exciting young players in the NBA and what he did on Monday night, the last day of February was just amazing.
1: Moran blows by Primo attack. Ah! Could not clear the defensive glass. Oh, God, oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at this. Partner, take an elbow sandwich as I get to the rim. Mm. Oh, my. As the kids say, he caught a body. He caught a
0: body is right. John Morant, man. Um, and it's not just that dunk. He does it every night. He did it again last night against Boston. Uh, this kid is special. You know, there was a lot of talk we've talked over over the number of last couple of years about him versus Zion, who was who should have been the number one pick. And, and right now it looks like John Moran. He's special. And that play was just a microcosm of what he did in the month of February, averaging 33 points and leading Memphis to one of the best teams in the West. So I had to show him some love here on Fun and Games Friday.
1: Handing out that elbow sandwich, man. That was oh man, just taking them bobos, man. Oh, that was that was nasty, dude. That was that was nasty. That was a good pick uh, for your best of the week. Mine, it's not hockey. It's not football. It's not basketball. It's not even baseball. Well, there's no baseball to even do. I can't. I can't have that. Uh, it is in the squared circle. It is in the wrestling ring. My best part of the week that was sports is just wrestling as a whole. And it comes down to three segments this week that really caught my attention. As a young kid, looking up to CM Punk, and now finally this cathartic moment after all those years of. Just hatred, a disappointment in the heart of MJF. Oh, boom. boom. Oh, right in the middle. Boom. Right Hello. there. Hello! Oh. Shoshish! 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 oh Stunner! Almost oh, shooting! two segments right there really got me going there's one more that we will show but those two segments right there wrestling is is just great again wwe is finally putting out some stuff that is some good that is good quality content and then aw quite possibly one of the best feuds right now going on in the business is mjf against cm punk and I, it's just so exciting to see what is happening again in the in the wrestling world I might be going to the big AEW pay-per-view that's on Sunday in Orlando. I, it's just uh, wrestling is buzzing. I'm buzzing on it. It's just what's going on right now. And I I don't want, I want to touch on the WWE part. I've been a big hater on the WWE side lately, but what they're doing, especially with Kevin Owens, my boy, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, those guys are so special to this business and are putting on a great show. It's great to see Chad Gable get the, the, uh, the recognition and the spotlight that he deserves but it, it's truly an amazing time to be a wrestling fan. I I,
0: I will say I've fallen off of the wrestling game um, over the years. I used to be a huge wrestling fan. Uh, there was when WWE t- kind of took a turn for the worse. It started getting really cheesy and corny for me. Um, I kind of stopped watching it. But every now and then, now, I'm I'm starting to find my way back because I'll turn it on. It gets exciting. It's it's pretty entertaining for a while. And then you got, obviously, the legends that, that we're talking about and CM Punk and Kevin Owens has been around for uh, a long time. I was watching an interview about how he refused to wrestle in a, you know, a, a you know a one unitard yeah, or whatever. A little,
1: singlet, a little singlet.
0: Singlet, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he only wore a T-shirt. And then the one time yeah. he did it, actually, there was conversations about – him and CM Punk actually feuding over that over the course oh. of the years. So, oh, um, look at you, and, and dropping it, history. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I again. I used to be a big wrestling fan. Wrestling is one of my one of my favorite kind of pastimes. I remember my first wrestling event. So, yeah, yeah. good
1: good for you it 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 is great and, that, and so MJF and CM Punk are feuding right now and literally MJF for the past like week and a half has been saying like he met CM Punk at an autograph signing years ago and CM Punk was a jerk to him that was the story CM right. Punk came out and hugged him and it was trying to apologize but MJF being the bad guy that he is turned on him that was only the like the 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 a, a medium sized highlight in what AEW brought on Wednesday night it would not be best of the week if I did not drop this. Three years ago it was out in that parking lot and I know a lot of you a lot of you were here at the very beginning out there at the very beginning well it was about 17 years before that another wrestling company started a wrestling company known as ROH Ring of Honor And I've been a fan of Ring of Honor for a long time, a huge fan. So you can imagine I'm very excited because today I signed a deal. I just became the new owner of Ring of Honor. I was so hyped for that. Because Ring of Honor is like it's like WWE, it's like AEW and WWE, and then Ring of Honor is like right behind all of those. And the fact that AEW now is just getting stronger and stronger with the talent that they have, this is a special time, man. If you if you're not a wrestling fan, and if you if you've gotten out of touch with it, start coming back. Whether it's WWE or AEW, now is the time. Uh, That does it, though, for our best of the week. That's what we bring on Fun and Games Friday. We know we are a football show now, but we do want to throw it back to our roots and uh, take a look around the world of sports and talk about our best of the week. Before we get into our news and nugs, I want to remind everyone that please head on over to all of our social media pages, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, whatever it may be. We have made it easy for you guys. It's at Sac City Pod on all of those social media platforms. Please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. Make sure you like and share everything that we are posting. Aaron, I, uh, I I did that. I did this in a certain way so I didn't spoil something. We've got something on the rise here at the Sac City Pod. The city is blowing up, and it's not because of Facebook. It's not because of the Gram. It's not because of Twitter or YouTube. There's one other outlet out there that's blowing up in the city Tell us about it.
0: That's right. It's TikTok. You guys probably saw my post a minute ago. I sent it out on Facebook. Go and subscribe to our follow. I guess that's the word. Follow the TikTok page. We're going to be breaking some exclusive content, a lot of laughs, talking a lot of stuff, um, going at some other pages. We're going to bring that real football content a little bit edgy. Um, but we're going to have you covered all offseason long. We're talking about every team. Um, your team will be in there. So just keep on a lookout for that. Uh, go and follow our TikTok page because we got some good stuff coming for you, and it's at Sac City Podcast. Um, yeah, so go on TikTok and, and follow us, man. It's a, it's a good time to be a part of the city.
1: It is. It is. It's blowing up, and you you've really kind of uh, led the charge on that TikTok game. It's been it's been very impressive, and it's going to be fun uh, to dive into all of the fun uh, in TikTok. Let's get down to it, Aaron. Let's get into some news and nugs from around the league. We start things off with a doubt with your Dallas Cowboys It was reported today by Adam Schefter saying the Dallas Cowboys are expected to part ways with wide receiver, Amari Cooper. Uh, he, this it's, it's really a salary cap thing with uh, with Amari Cooper here. They're trying to move on from him so they can pay the guys like Michael Gallup. There was a report also today saying that they're trying to lock down Gallup for a long-term deal. Are you okay with this? Letting Amari Cooper go
0: save $16 million. We got other guys sign Michael
1: Gallup and you still have CD lamb. It's time. The NFL combine is in full effect and not one, not two, not three, not even four, eight wide receivers cracked the four, four in the 40 yard dash time. Guys like Tyquan uh, Thornton had a four point a four to eight. The, the guys, these guys are unreal fast. These guys are unbelievably fast. Here you go right here. This is just they, they thought it was record breaking at the time. This they, they thought it was broken. Did, what were your thoughts when you saw this?
0: This is why you can let Amari Cooper go. So many good young receivers in the NFL coming up.
1: (laughs) COVID's done. No more COVID drama, Aaron. I'm not even going to get into the the NFL and the NFLPA suspended COVID-19 protocols and testing. This has to make you feel amazing.
0: We've seen it in the playoffs when COVID disappeared. It's a sign that the world, especially the NFL world, is getting back to normal. Um, It's a good sign of things to come for the NFL and all really all sports
1: organizations. Odell Beckham jr. After tearing his ACL for the second time in his career, and now is eyeing a return for November, which would be a remarkable comeback, a remarkable story. The Rams are trying to re-sign him as well. Do you think OBJ is going to be ready in November for football?
0: You know, coming off of two torn ACLs, it's tough. You get older, it's harder to recover. The rehab becomes more grueling. Uh, but Odell's the kind of guy I think can get back, and if he if he signs with the Rams again, I think they have a soft spot for him. I think he'll be okay.
1: Kenny Pickett. Kenny baby hands picket is now drawing concerns over his, well, his baby hands coming in at eight inches. I mean, this is just not this is something that like it's like, does this matter? Does it not matter? I believe there is a lot. There's some quarterbacks out there that are good and and stars in the NFL that didn't have the proper hand size like Joe Burrow. Uh, But this news broke here uh, and his draft stock is actually falling because of this. Now, I want to dive into this combine a little bit more with you, Aaron, and and, and it's things like this, this eight inch hand size and some of these numbers and measurements that we get from the combine. A lot of people blow it up. Should people be blowing up these numbers from the combine?
0: Yes and no. (laughs) I mean, sometimes they matter and then sometimes they don't. Right. We've seen guys that have jumped off the charts at combines and. Then, you know, fail to do anything in the NFL. But we've also seen guys that have great combines, uh, Micah Parsons, Vernon Davis over the years, um, Byron Jones, who had a really good combine. These guys have ended up being really, really good players in the NFL. So I think there's a, you have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Uh, I think the hands issue is, is huge when you're talking about the quarterback position. Uh, we talk about ball security in the NFL being pretty much the number one priority. And you have a guy who has the smallest hands that the NFL has seen in a while. If he entered the league today, he would have the smallest hands. Uh, even small guys like Russell Wilson, who are his size, have much bigger hands than he does. I don't know that it affects the way he plays football, but I mean, you, you know, he's a smart kid. He's going to be able to succeed in that route. But it could come, it could, it could become an issue if we start talking about ball security in the pocket, getting hit by these three hundred pound defensive linemen, and can you protect the football that way? So th- there is some concern, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to change his drop, his draft stock from being the first overall quarterback to, Oh no, we shouldn't draft him now because he has baby hands. I
1: mean, <laughs>
0: but remember, this is not uncommon. Jared Goff, a lot of talk when he first came out was about his hand size and his arm strength. And then look what he did. He went to a place, drafted number one, had a little bit of success, went to a super bowl, but then every, all of a sudden now he's a nobody and everybody's talking about those faults that he had again. So, um, Opportunity and where you land is going to be big for for a guy like Kenny Pickett, but I'm not going to just write him off just because he has eight inch hands.
1: No, I won't write him off because he has eight inch hands, but I will write him off for the fact that he's throwing with two gloves on. I mean, uh, this is he, he is not Teddy Two Gloves. We can't call him Kenny Two Gloves. Listen, what kind of nickname do we come up with that?
0: There have been Hall of Fame quarterbacks that have had to come in and throw with two gloves. Big Ben's done it. Peyton Manning has done it. But uh, but but, but if, no, if he's comfortable, no. it, so part of that. Part of that could be a ball security issue. I don't, I don't think people are talking about that enough. Uh, a slick ball, you get a little bit more grip with the glove. If your, your hands are smaller, you can't really grab it, right? Um, there's also Talkies double jointed, so it doesn't. He, he can wrap his hands around the ball differently than some people. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things in the combine that they're going to poke and prod. At the end of the day, can you play football or not? And if you're a football player, you figure it out. And if not. He'll be a a career backup or that guy that's looking for a job in the XFL, CFL, or USFL, or the American flag football arena (laughs) or whatever.
1: We have so much draft coverage. I'm so excited to dive into it in the coming weeks, man. We're going to be all over it. mock drafts are are in the future. We're going to be doing that. Our draft, our, our live draft coverage is, is right around the corner. It's, it's a good, it's a great time uh, for football. It's a great time to be in the city again. Welcome. To Sac City, we're moving on now to the main event of the show, and we are diving into tears. We're tearing it up for the first time in the city. We're going to be breaking down the best and worst NFL coaches in the league. We released a poll on Twitter today. Uh, shout out to our intern Jesse, who has been uh, who's been doing a very good job uh, helping out our Twitter. Shout out Jesse uh, for 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 killing it for us. Uh, but he put out a poll today uh, talking about. Who's the best coach in the NFL? Who's the worst coach in the NFL? 43% of you guys said Matt Rule was the worst coach in the NFL. 43 per- Oh and it was a it's a tie. It's a dead tie for best coach in the NFL. Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, a dead tie for best coach in the NFL. Uh, there is, there's someone saying it's, we had comments dropping from uh, uh, Adam Gase was in there. Uh, I mean, this is, this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> You're not on the Matt rules, the worst coach in the
0: league. No, no, oh, okay. no, I'm not on that. I'm not on that. And I'm also not on the tie between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick being the best coaches. And we'll get into that. And I'll speak okay. my piece when we get to it, but Look, everybody just, it's so surface level, like thought process. Everybody say, I don't want to call people simple-minded, but it's very simple. You win the most Super Bowls, you're the best. You Like, uh, we got to dig deeper. Yep. That's what we're going to do here in the city. You got to dig a little bit deeper than just what's on the surface and um yeah, just just disappointed in the fans out there. Come on, guys. We're striking gold. Be we're, we're striking be gold
1: here in the city. We're striking gold. Uh others on that list that our intern put was Lovey Smith for worst coach, uh Robert Salah worst coach. Yeah, uh, hey, 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 hey. Take it. Were away, there any intern. votes? Were there any votes for for there? 21% for the- said said uh said Lovey Smith. Uh Unreal. someone put Unreal. So, and he but, hasn't but, even
0: coached in the league in a number of years. And when he did, he was good. And all of a sudden, now he's the worst. At, but, yeah, just, just, just.
1: but shout out the Pundits Pundit podcast. They put on here saying, Lovey, nowhere near the worst. He's usually a teacher first, and his defenses are usually pretty stout. Uh, so Elite? Yeah. Hey, there you go. There you go. Uh, So let's break it down. Let's get down to it here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our tiers list here. You see, we've got the elite category, best of the best. We've got good. We've got average. We've got the not proven category and we have the straight up trash. Let's start off with the Atlanta Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith. Aaron, where does AJ's Falcons head coach belong on this list? Oh, okay. You said Falcons. um
0: because we know the the Falcons head coach that we're talking about, he's not proven. I don't believe you can take a coach after one season and label them trash or okay. elite or or whatever. Um, I think you need more more evidence. I think you need a longer resume. And the fact of the matter is is Arthur Smith hasn't been around long enough as a head coach. Um, So if we're strictly talking about head coaching here, I I would just say he's not proven. I'm not ready to say he's trash. He had a a very weak roster. Uh, I would say not proven.
1: See, the thing is with me here, and this is what I'm I'm glad we're getting into this first, is guys like Arthur Smith here, uh, you you could say, I I agree with you. I am perfectly fine with putting him at the not proven category yet, but there are coaches that are on this list. We'll get into Doug Peterson in a little bit, but Doug Peterson is a perfect example. We can say he's not proven, but be like you can talk like these codes, like, sure, it's his it's his first job, first like job back. He's his first year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can say he's not proven yet for that. But because he because he's been in the league for a while, you're not going to get him in the not proven category. You're not going to get a lovey Smith in that not proven category. So just because it's their first or second year coaching this team, it does not mean that's it's just going to land themselves in the not proven category. I do like the fact that Arthur Smith uh, is in the not proven category because we just didn't see enough. We shouldn't see enough of him uh, with this Atlanta Falcons team. This is going to be a new season uh, for him um, another year with maybe Matt Ryan or maybe with a new quarterback. We'll see. Um, but I, I, I like the the not proven category. Bill Belichick. This one, I mean, this one's easy, right? This one's of he's elite. easy. Of course,
0: he's elite, it's easy. right. He's elite. He's not yeah. the best coach in football, but he is elite.
1: Maybe do you want me to add another? Do you want me to add another category above elite as best coach in football? there would be one man on that
0: list because it's just the best. Um, And we'll get to him. I'll say he can stay in the elite category uh, with, with Belichick and those guys, but he's definitely not um, definitely not elite.
1: Okay. Okay. Brandon Saley of the Los Angeles chargers. Now this is a coach that drew a lot of heat towards the end of the season with his questionable calls on fourth down and going for it, And, being very, very aggressive. Now you are on the side of saying that you you are always, I don't want to say playing devil's advocate, but you're always like, if those plays work out, no one's complaining about the fact that he's a bad, that, that, that he went for it. No one's complaining that everyone's going to say he's a good coach and everything for going for it. I think I, I want to say Brandon, I don't want to put him in the not proving. I think he's an, he's, he is proven as an average coach, as of right now, that's where I would have Brandon Staley.
0: So this one's tough. Um, I I lean towards average because I I think he's good, but again, very young and we got a lot of young coaches, so it's hard, but he didn't make the playoffs, you know, e- either year uh, that that's a big knock on, on, on him. Um, but he has some upside, and they're, they're, he has the chance to be good or elite over the next couple of seasons. I'm on the fence, but I would say I would lean towards average here. I think there are some better coaches out there, some more proven winners, and people that have been successful. We, we, we lament he has a, a great quarterback. That's what we, we talk yeah. about great quarterbacks and great coaches, and with a great quarterback or a quarterback who we see as, as on the verge of becoming great, you have, to, you have to make the playoffs.
1: Would you? What's separating him from not proven yet, though? Cause is there, cause to me, um, I think, I think he has like proven himself as to, as to be above that tier in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I feel like I, people don't like his game management style. I actually do like his game management style. I like his, him knowing how, how, what kind of quarterback he has and the guts to go for it. He didn't have a great defense. Um, and, and so he took some risks and some chances and that cost him some games, but overall I felt like his game management skills were fine. Uh, he's I like consistency, and when you know who you are, and we talked about that earlier, we know who Brandon Staley is. He's going to be the guy that's going to go for it, and he's not going to apologize for that, and I and I like that type of, of coach. So um, I don't think we look at him and say, oh, he's terrible, and I don't think it, we look at him and say he's great. I just think he's somewhere in the middle, but yeah. I think he's a little bit more proven than a guy like Arthur Smith. They've had yeah. some success there. Um, and with the Chargers, even though they haven't made the playoffs,
1: I like that. I like that. Uh, Brian Dable, the new head coach for the New York Giants, uh, former offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. This one's an easy one. He belongs. to the not proven. He hasn't done anything yet. Uh, Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach. Now this, I want to. I want to do. I I want to do this. And you can call me crazy. Everyone, you can at me whatever. Do whatever you want at Sac City Pod on Twitter. Uh, Bruce Arians of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hear me out. I want to put him in the not proven category. I want to put Bruce Arians in the not proven category because his all, a lot of his success as of late has come from a Tom Brady era. A lot of it, a lot of it's come from the Tom Brady era. I just don't, I don't think he's proven yet that he can be an, if you want to put him in, I, I get it. People want to put him in good or, and some may consider him elite. I just i I want to say he's not proven yet because it's just there's a Tom Brady factor here that I would like to see. There's well, no Bruce Tom Herian, Brady. fact stop. There is it. a Tom Brady factor.
0: One season with Tom Brady. Dude, one Two. Se- Listen, where he won the Super Bowl with the, the Super Bowl he won with one season. Listen, I thought you were gonna. I I'm totally off here because I thought you were debating between elite and good. Oh, it was. It's, fact, good, it's good if anything. And the fact that you put not proven. It just, you put him in the same category. You put Arthur Smith. <laughs> do, you, do you realize how silly that is? I this do. Is man, I do. This is a man. This is a man that has five, five double digit winning seasons. And the, when the sixth season, when he only coached 12 games, he went nine and three. He had three bad years in Arizona after Carson Palmer was basically gone and they didn't have a quarterback at all. I don't know how you, and I'm not the biggest Bruce Arians guy. I love him as like the, his character. I don't think he's an elite coach, but there's no way you can have him as not proven. He's a proven winner in this league. Uh, again, five seasons out of what eight uh, seasons he's coached. Five of them have been double digit wins. That's if that's not good. I don't know what is. Uh, I don't know. how. I don't know. I I just don't get the the not proven here. There's no way feel, I, you can have that man and not proven. And you, you I mean, you're, pro- you're trying to categorize him with, with, Below average. I mean, yeah, I don't that, really that, do that. that's, 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 that's below man. Brandon Staley, Brian David, and Arthur Smith. No way. No, how,
1: I guess my reasoning is more. So the fact that I guess it's what you were saying to the, the line between elite and good, that if he can do it without Tom Brady, if we could do it without these quarterbacks, then that puts him in the elite category. Right. Cause, cause he just talked about it with Carson Palmer. He was good with Carson Palmer. And then when Carson Palmer went to shit, He started going to shit. So he's reliant on a good quarterback. That's that's everybody. I mean, that's
0: most coaches.
1: Except the ones that were putting in elite.
0: That's why he's not in the elite category, right? It's because most coaches, and and there may be some coaches in there without a elite, without a quarterback. Aren't very good either that I put in the elite category. I'm just going to say that, but Mm -hmm. most coaches, if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, good luck trying to win. Like (laughs) we know that. So I, I just thought that was a little disrespectful. Ah. b rare finds, secret shows—whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bitrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With hundreds of trading pairs, Bitrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to create the crypto experiences they've been looking for. Trade beyond the trend at B-I-T-T-R-E-X.com. It's your move. I'm
1: sorry, Bruce Arians. I'm sorry, Bruce Arians. Pretty disrespectful. Dan Campbell, old DC from the Detroit Lions after his first year with the Lions. It's very heartfelt. I mean, this was, this was a I I picked the Lions to win just about every week. They're 17-0 in my predictions pretty much. Uh, but after one season with the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell comes in here I mean, he showed a lot of heart. His Lions team had a lot of fight. They obviously, the record does not show that, that they did. Uh, But is he average? Is he not proven? He's not, I don't, I wouldn't put him in the trash. That's for sure.
0: I'm going to shock the world. I think Dan Campbell's a good head coach.
1: Yes. Yes. I didn't want to go too straight
0: bold. I didn't want to go too straight bold, but that I am all for this. And this is not about record. And it's not about being one season. It's about going to a place that had absolutely no hope and being a leader and changing the culture in one season. And and that's we talk about what we want from a head coach. Everybody looks at X's and O's. But all the elite ones are they find ways to lead men and get people to play for them and get the best out of them. There was nobody. There was nobody in the NFL that did that better last year than Dan Campbell
1: and And this is something that we you go back to what you said at the beginning of this is that that people need to start doing more than just the lazy analysts. the the the, the lazy analysis here on these coaches, but wins a lo- wins and losses wins mean a lot. Wins mean a whole hell of a lot. But go deep. Go into the deep stats, watch the games, watch the film, watch what's happening. And you just said it right there. He is one of the I, he is one of the best leaders in this league because, again, like you just said, no one could have went to Detroit and had the year that that they had. The record shows that they had a that that if you go back and you're like 10 years from now, you go back and look at this season, you're just looking at the record. You're going to say it was a bad season. But here right now, watching it, what we just saw every single game. Mo- I should say most every single game that the lions were in this year was a close game and where they were battling, where they were fighting and that right there with a team that did not have any talent really at all as outside of maybe a Deandre Swift when he played and, and really, and and a Ross St. Brown when he uh, heated up, it, it really this team had no business winning. How many games, how many games did the lions win this year? I think four. Four? They, so they, they don't had, have the num- They don't have the
0: number one pick, and that's exactly what they should have had, right? Exactly. The Lions this year went
1: three three thirteen and one. Oh, oh that, that's right. They tied. There's no. They had no business winning three games and with the with the roster that they had. They had no business tying a game with the roster that they had. And Dan Campbell led the way. I have no problem putting DC in the good category. I, I agree. Next up is Pete Carroll. And now this is the one where I want to preface this. I want to make sure that everyone understands this before we get shit on for this. Just in case this is heading into the 2022 season. We're, 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 we're judging these coaches. Obviously what they did in the past is huge, but heading into the 22, to 2022 season, where do they rank on the, in this tier list? Now, Pete Carroll uh, he another coach that got a lot of heat uh, this past season. And Aaron, I'm very interested to see where you have him. interested?
0: Um, I don't think this one's hard. and i may be I may be in the the minority here. I think Pete Carroll's an elite head coach. Ooh. um, always have. Um, there's something to be said again, I, I I put a lot of stock in leadership and I put a lot of stock in how players respond to you as a leader and i feel like pete carroll has been one of the best leaders in sports um because he's always had this kind of exuberant players coach kind of guy people want to play for pete carroll he's the oldest coach in the nfl and he doesn't act like it he doesn't seem like it and are there blemishes on his record absolutely did seattle struggle last year yes should Marshawn lintz have got the ball absolutely not gonna take that away and not gonna you know make excuses for that but well, you're talking about a guy since 2012 that has had double digit wins in every year, except for two before last season had never had a losing season since 2011. He is a very, very reliable source of a team. And when you talk about Russell, just Russell Wilson, when Russell Wilson came in the league, Russell Wilson, wasn't the drop back 40, 50 times a game, throw it around player that he is today. And um, I think a large part to Russell Wilson's development comes from Pete Carroll. I think he's an elite, Coach. And again, I like proven guys and proven winners. And that's what Pete Carroll is. I think he's elite. Everybody, so this is this is the way I'll look at this. Is everybody's going to look at last year and say he's yep. fallen off? Pretty much Bailey's comment. It's easy to look at last year and say he's fallen off. But if we're gonna do that with Pete Carroll, are we gonna do that with John Harbaugh?
1: Are we gonna do that with um well, I mean, John Harbaugh didn't have that bad of a season compared to Pete Carroll.
0: Yeah, well, Pete Carroll also missed his quarterback <laughs> for for part of the year. Like, well, just like I mean, just so like did, Baltimore did. So,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, but but what, what I'm saying is they both teams similar situations. They had injuries. They struggled. They weren't as good as people thought they were going to be. Not to mention Seattle plays in one of the toughest division in football, and to have a down year and then play in that tough division, yeah, it's gonna look bad. I just don't like reacting to one season when you have so, all this evidence that says otherwise.
1: What about, what about this knock on, on Pete Carroll with like pretty much the utilization of Russell Wilson in the past few years, he's, there's been a lot of heat coming on the Seattle Seahawks for the way they are, their offense is running. Now, is that more on the offensive coordinator side of it? Or cause to me, that's what kind of that that's to me kind of what, I don't know if this I want to is an
0: this is an organizational structure issue. So this is what happens. The same thing is going on in Dallas. You are a run first play defense team. You pay the quarterback $40 million. And then what do you do? Now you're a throw it around the the lot team, similar to what Dallas did, similar to what Seattle has been doing, because you feel like we're paying this guy so much money. We have to give him the opportunity to be the playmaker. We say he is that to me, This happened with Big Ben Roethlisberger. This happened with every quarterback that got paid. Tom Brady did it, where he started as a one-way and then evolved into an elite quarterback. I think that's more of an organizational issue, just the structure of the NFL, than it is, oh, Pete Carroll just doesn't want to run the football anymore. Because I think Pete Carroll does want to run the football. But when you don't have a great offensive line and your running backs hurt every other game and you've had nine running backs play for you in the past two seasons, It's hard to establish that. And the only one constant has been Russell Wilson. So they went out and got him the protection he asked for. And he still got hurt. (laughs) Like, I I just, I'm just not quick to jump off of one season, bad season, and and then react to that. Um, You guys know how I am with that. If you (sighs) wanted to say he was good, would you get an argument from me? No, but I believe that Pete Carroll's an elite coach. And I believe his resume speaks to that.
1: Okay. We'll, we'll we'll land him there. If you have any, if, if anyone's if watching I, this and you have put it problems, way, if I have the
0: choice know. between Bruce Arians and Pete Carroll, it's Pete Carroll easily. Agreed.
1: Agreed. I wanted to put Bruce, Bruce Arians back in the average category. So that's, that's, <laughs> you
0: wanted to put him in the not perfect category. The, the,
1: right? my, my problem is seeing Pete Carroll next to Bill Belichick. I think there should be no, we might have to add another tier to this because I don't, let think me ask Bill you Belichick this
0: question. Is. Let me ask you this question. Three years ago, was that crazy?
1: Yeah. I still, I still think it would be. No. I've been, I, I think Bill Belichick is, it's not even close. I maybe for you, but I don't think
0: that's the sentiment across the NFL. But three years ago, if you said who are the best coaches in the, in the league, it would have been Tomlin, Belichick, Andy Reid, P. Carroll would have been in that conversation. Yeah.
1: yeah I agree with that. I, that's fair uh, that, that I, I can, I have no problem. Uh, I have no problem with that. Dennis Allen, the head coach, the new head coach for the new Orleans saints, replacing Sean Payton. Uh, is this a not proven one? Um, Yes,
0: I, I mean he does have some experience. I, I almost want to put him in the trash. Oh my, I, I do. I I, I kind of do, uh, but I kind of want to put him in the trash. Oh, why? 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 Um, he was not very successful in Oakland when they were with, when the Raiders were in Oakland. Uh, four and twelve in two seasons, I believe. Both seasons, uh, I. I I felt like and then he was fired like he was 0 and 4 and then got fired so his record is 8 and 28. I I don't know that not proven fits. I, I you know what I mean like I
1: I just Well, I mean that would be that would be the same as I I guess Lovey Smith probably has a better record than that as, as Lovey as,
0: Smith as, has had much more success. Lovey Smith has didn't Lovey Smith didn't he went to a Super Bowl.
1: Like you can't. Yes.
0: Yeah, you can't. No, that's not even the same conversation. Ah. uh yeah, I'm gonna say trash.
1: Eight and twenty-eight I don't think, is not. Good. I don't think it's fair. I, how long ago was he? How long ago was his last uh, head coaching stint? 2000,
0: 2014, He was fired,
1: mm. and that
0: was what seven years ago. Is that enough
1: time? Is that enough time to change things? Like to like give you that back to the not proven category.
0: I mean, I guess you could say he was young. He was forty-two, but I don't say that it's too young um, to be your first-time head coach. I, like, but, I mean, we're going to get into it later, like with Josh McDaniels and the success Josh McDaniels did not have. It doesn't even still compare to that.
1: I mean, I would go, like, and we can let's we'll we'll kill two birds and one stone. I would say Josh McDaniels. I would put Josh McDaniels back in the not proven category yes, because it's been I, how, what, how long was Josh McDaniels? How long is Josh Patel's been uh, an assistant coach back with the, the Pacers. How long has it been since he's been fired since, since Josh,
0: Josh McDaniels was was fired in 2010. But the difference okay. with with Josh McDaniels is he went 500. Yeah. Like he had some he at least had some success. With, and he was a very very young coach. Remember, he was only 33 at the time. So there there was a big difference to me between being 33 your first time head coaching experience you go eight and eight you have a little bit of success and then you fall off and you're fired the next year which whatever then bruce or then dennis allen who four and twelve four and twelve oh and four former defensive
1: coordinator for the uh, well he he was the defensive coordinator for the saints correct correct what about the fact excellent coordinator what what yeah that's what i'm saying though what about the fact that he has he has been such a good defensive coordinator okay great fair. job we're gonna north keep him turner in the trash.
0: north turner was one of the best offensive coordinators he
1: was a terrible head coach we're gonna keep we're gonna keep him in the trash then we're gonna keep him in the trash and we're and and not to let that go on unmentioned or uh, unnoticed uh we are putting josh mcdaniels in the not proven category we established that uh uh oh man the, 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 we got we got a, a row of, of uh of unproven here, Matt Eberflus, the new head coach of the Chicago Bears, uh, former defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. It's an easy, not proven. Yep. Fair. Uh, the new head coach for the Denver Broncos, the former offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the former offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, Nathaniel Hackett, in the not proven category. Yep. Easy enough. John Harbaugh, the coach for the Baltimore Ravens. I have him as elite. If Pete Carroll is elite, then John Harbaugh has got to be elite, right? Absolutely. Which is why I put them on the same, uh, same
0: level. We're talking about a guy. I think he's one of the best coaches in football year in and year out. Baltimore has been relevant um, since he's been there there. They rarely have a bad, bad season. I believe they have one season where they didn't win eight games. And that was uh, a five and 11 year in like some, some year. Um, Yeah. Before this past year, when they everything went wrong for Baltimore, he had three straight double digit wins. He's years. still,
1: yeah, He's that, that's the thing. Co- coaches, the way I judge coaches is, is figuring out how the how to get themselves out of a shitty situation. And Harbaugh has done that. Uh, next up on the list is Kevin O'Connell, the new uh, the new head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, former offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, another uh, disciple of the Sean McVay coaching tree. Easy enough to put him in the not proven category. Yes, sir. There it is. Cliff Kingsbury. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Here it is. This is the one. Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, who just got a big extension uh, from the Arizona Cardinals organization. This is uh, an interesting one here. He has been to the playoffs one year, right. He's one, one one out of one out of three years. He's been in the playoffs with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it was this past year. Uh, the knock will still be there of him not being able to finish the job in the regular season, but this was a big season for the Arizona Cardinals because at, at the beginning, beginning of it all, we talked about how this NFC West was going to be a very tough division to get out of. And the Arizona Cardinals were 11 and six in this division. So to me, We got to It's between good and average. Where do you lean? Uh, I have Kingsbury
0: at average. Um, I I, I don't want to completely dismiss that. It could be good. Uh, He's gotten better year in and year out. and I know we've we've kind of hammered him because of the the late season struggles. But the fact of the matter is, is every year his record has gone up and they've gotten better and he made the playoffs this year. And next year you would expect another jump. Uh, But right now with the late season collapses, it's really hard for me to put in the good category. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, there's still some reluctancy there. He wasn't very successful at college. Uh, I'm going to say average at this point.
1: I'm on board with that as well. Lovey Smith uh, replacing David Cully as the new head coach for the Houston Texans. Uh, We've talked about him before. He does not fall under the category of not proven because he has, he's, I think he has proven. I'm not putting Lovey in the trash. I think Lovey Smith is an average core as an average head coach. I don't want to put him in good. I don't mean to disrespect him. He's done. He's had good seasons, but he's also had bad seasons. And I think we are far separated from the last time he was a head coach, but he's still proven enough to be an average head coach. I would put him along the lines of a, I know he's been around the league for a while, but I would put him along the lines of the Brandon Staley where the ceiling is high. You could get higher with Lovey Smith, but as of right now, his first year with Houston Texans, the experience that he brings it's average to me for lovey smith
0: Uh, it's tough because i i want to say he's a good coach because i saw him be a good football coach uh it has been a while and the one thing i worry about when we talk about coaching is you can sometimes lose touch with the nfl players and i know he's been coaching but remember he did have six years off where he was not coaching at all before he came back to houston as a defensive coordinator um and he did a hell of a job and and obviously they like him and, you know, with very little talent there, I, I think he'll, he'll demand some respect, but I'm with you. I'm going to say average. I don't believe after that amount of time you can be considered good um, without proving something first. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with
1: average. I agree. I agree. Let me, uh, I want to look this set up here and see if this is okay. So we have for, for those hating on Lovey Smith, uh, Bailey, Uh, That win percentage of Lovey Smith, he's over he's an over 500 in terms of win percentage as a head coach. That's good. If you're over 500 as a head coach, that's that. That is good. That means you're at least finishing at this point of a 17 game season. You're finishing nine and eight or eight and eight at least. That's that is not a losing season. That is not a losing win percentage. Lovey Smith is not a bad coach lovey smith isn't in the trash category isn't in anywhere near that category i think lovey smith belongs in average
0: we are talking nfl we are talking mr nfl sack city nfl bailey i know where he went i'm talking about in the nfl coaching college kids is not the same as coaching nfl players bingo
1: not close bingo ding 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 especially because there's the there's so much more to college football not as a, like you have a lot more on your plate it's much i i shouldn't as I a coach
0: know. as a coach in college your your leadership style is different because these kids are not yeah making money these kids are, it's not a job for these kids these kids these are kids going to school many of them aren't going to play in the nfl many of them have other things they're trying to do it, it's a huge difference than when you're actually coaching grown men that do this for a living okay
1: I wanna let's let's we're gonna start picking up the tempo here so we can get to some good conversations. Aaron, from this list, pick out all the trash coaches.
0: I can't even see the list.
1: What do you mean? We have I
0: I, I think the easiest way is to get the ones that are not proven, right? The the okay. Mike McDaniels, because Mike McDaniels can't. Um who else is a for any other first timers? Uh, we've got Robert Salah. Coaches? So again, Robert
1: Salah, not proven. Uh, we've got that, that a lot of not proven guys. That's it. I think that's done I, for the not not proven guys. Where would you have Doug Peterson?
0: Doug Peterson to me is a good coach.
1: I agree. He
0: went he won no a Super Bowl in Philly. was a Was a good coordinator before that. Showed some success in Philly. Obviously, they had the drama with yep. Carson Wentz, but um, that yeah, I feel like he's a good. I mean, he that. won a, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Exactly. Tells me a lot exactly.
1: Uh, Matt rule. We, he won the poll for the trash head coach. Where would you put him?
0: I'm going to put him in the trash. I would um, also
1: put him in the trash.
0: I don't think he's the worst head coach in the NFL. I will say that,
1: but who is the worst head coach in the NFL? Cause I, none of these, I, I, Oh my, are you going to put Mike McCarthy in the trash?
0: <laughs> no. No, so So this, this comes with a caveat because, I, I don't know about the seven head coaches that are recently hired, right? And I, so I, I'm reluctant to call anybody trash as a head coach, yeah. th- which is why you only see two there. Um, I don't think Matt Rule is a bad coach. I think he's in a terrible situation in Carolina and that front office doesn't have a clue what they're yeah. doing. Um, but I don't think he's actually the worst head coach in the NFL. It looks like he is because of the spot he's in. Yeah. But I'm going put, like, to put it this way. like I could put Mike McCarthy... For instance, let's just do him now because he's Dallas. I could put him in the average. I could put him in the good category. Yeah. I could put him in the not proven. I could put him in the trash. And yeah. all answers, I think, are correct based on his resume. But I feel like I know what Mike McCarthy is. I don't know what Matt Rule is yet. That's the difference. I think so calling him the worst coach in the NFL to me That's is a bit a very harsh. Good point. That's a very good point. That is very Mike McCarthy. Well, you put him right where he should be though, because he could be all of those things. He's average.
1: Yeah. That, that, that that's what I'm saying. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to knock out some, some, uh, some of the younger head coaches here. Some of the more fresher head coaches than if I'm not necessarily age younger, but fresher head coaches, uh, Nick Sirianni head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Not proven. <sighs> you know what?
0: Yeah. Just one season. It's hard. I want to say, I want to say average.
1: I was about to say the same thing. I was about to say average. I would, I would put him at the borderline average spot. I was like really that's... impressed
0: with what they did this year. Cause I, a team I did not think would win very many games, but uh, to be fair, I, I think it's not proven.
1: And the biggest thing with him, I, I talked about it all season long was coaches that are able to make an adjustment and make those the proper adjustments to make your team better and not stick with the same old, same old, Nick yeah. Sirianni did that. Nick Sirianni made sure that he went through those adjustments of, of ground and pound and stuck to the identity of this Philadelphia Eagles team. I just convinced myself. I think we're going to put Nick Sirianni as average. I'm
0: okay I think with that's that. Where I'm
1: going to put him there. Uh, uh, Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the green Bay Packers. Uh, what is it? Three straight 13 win seasons for the green Bay Packers. Is he elite or is he good? Is it Aaron Rodgers or is it him? He's good. Okay.
0: He's good. Okay. I want to believe he's elite. I want to believe he can be elite because I really do like him. I told you I thought he should have been coach of the year. Um, But it's three years with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers comes back. Then maybe after four or five years, I'll put him in elite because he always has, you know, that's only fair, right? You have an elite quarterback. Maybe you're elite. But um, if he's without Aaron Rodgers, that'll be a true test of what he is.
1: Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, Mike Tomlin is elite. Elite.
0: Best head coach in football.
1: Yeah, best coach in... That's your best coach in football? Best
0: head coach in the NFL.
1: I don't hate that, but please elaborate.
0: There is nobody that did more with less than what Mike Tomlin did this year. I I said at the very beginning of the year, the Pittsburgh Steelers had no business being in the playoffs. That team was awful. Terrible. Um, The way he demands that locker room, the respect that he garners from his players, the, the way... I. Aside from the football aspect and acumen that he already displayed over the course of his career, the way he steps up to a media podium and tells it like it is, uh, eloquent, uh, just beautiful conversationist, he is to me the epitome of what a head coach, a, a, an elite great head coach, looks like. I know everybody has their antics. Belichick does the, yeah, we played great. The way he stands up there every week and makes no excuses for how bad his team doesn't cry about the players. He has says, we got what we got. This is what we're going to do. And we we expect to win. There is nobody that I, I want to go play for Mike Tomlin and my body couldn't handle it, but I would go run (laughs) through a wall for that man. And that's what his players do. And you, you don't hear anything bad about him. Like there's not a player that speaks bad about Mike Tomlin and, um, to me, it's a true Testament to who he is as a, as a person, but more so as a head coach. Uh, I think he's the best head coach in, uh, in football. I have and no problem with what, that. He would be in a tier on his
1: own. I I, Just, I don't you know, have a problem with that at all. I I, I don't, I, I mean, I, Bill Belichick I think would still be my, I don't know that that is. I, so I equate very... best
0: and greatest two different things. I think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach that's ever coached football yeah, because of what fair. he's been able to accomplish. But I've, there have been too many times players have left new England, not happy, um, yep. talked bad about him. Like those things to me matter in, in a, in a locker room. And I just find Mike Tomlin to be a one class
1: class act. Just. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair enough. Uh, Frank Reich, the head coach, of the Indianapolis Colts, where does he belong?
0: I'm going to say good. Um, okay. it's close between good and average, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause Carson Wentz was his quarterback he enough. made that's the playoffs easy.
1: the year before, so. That's easy enough. Uh, let's go. I want to jump up. Andy Reid. That's an easy elite, elite coach. coach. That's that's easy an elite. easy one. Uh, I want to. This one's a tough one. There's two coaches that I have a tough time with, and I think they both end up in good, but eventually it could be in the elite category, and that's Sean McDermott and Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel was arguably the best coach. It uh, was coach of the year at this point, uh, or at the, uh, in the NFL this year, and I think. Did he win coach of the year this year? He did. He did. So, yeah. So he was the coach of the year this year, uh, but I don't know if I want to put him on the elite category yet, but he is, he is good. Is that fair? Same with Sean he's, McDermott.
0: He's really, really close to elite. Um, Mike Vrabel is, Yeah I, I want to say Sean McDermott is an elite coach. Oh, I do. I love Sean McDermott with, I mean, just, I, I know it's only been three seasons that he's done this but he finally had an adequate quarterback um i want to say sean mcdermott is elite the way he runs that defense is always really good uh i i have him a little bit higher than i have mike vrabel mm. i think
1: i want to put sean mcdermott in the elite category wow i can't do that yet i just can't do that yet well, just with the guys that are on that tier just the guys that are on that tier i don't think sean mcdermott is there yet I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's there. He's not been, and, and, and maybe that maybe that's because there's one he, he guy to know what, on that, on to know, that he, list but, that he's not been able to beat. Andy Reid, the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but he, he's beaten Bill Belichick over the past two seasons and taken that division away. But yet we still, and we're talking going forward, how we see it, and we still put Belichick up there. If we're going forward and we're talking from here on out, true. I don't know how you don't put Sean McDermott. That's fair.
1: That is fair. Okay. Especially because Josh Allen ain't going nowhere either. Uh, that is also that yeah. is also true. Uh let's start, let's round this out here. Ron Rivera, R- R- Ron of the Washington Commanders. Where do you put him? He's a good football coach. Fair enough. I, I have no problem with that at all. I, I think the experience that he brings, it's overall good coach. Super Bowl champion, Sean McVay. This is so tough for me. <laughs>
0: This is so tough for me. You got to put him in the good category. You do. You have just to just just won a Super Bowl. Um, I have I still have issues with him, but he's he's a very smart man and he knows That's offense. Right. So I'll put him in the good
1: category. That's fair. His uh, counterpart in the Super Bowl, Zach Taylor. I want to put Zach Taylor in the. I, I don't. I kind of want. Oh. Uh, I think they're both the same. I'm, I think I'm both Sean say, McVay and say, Zach Taylor are the um, same.
0: I don't think that's fair. Sean McVay's been to two Super Bowls, a little bit more proven. I think Zach Taylor's still average. Okay. He's not quite not quite there yet. It, it is a great season, great run. If he has another good run, even if he doesn't get to a Super Bowl again, he can move up. But I just think that that was a little too early to be putting him with those other guys.
1: Kyle Shanahan and Kevin Stefanski remain I Art. changed my
0: mind, but Zach Taylor belongs in the good category.
1: Oh, see, so yeah, this is what I was saying. I think, yeah. I think, I get like. I'm just get, looking at
0: the other guys there. I'm looking at the other yeah. guys there, and he does. He belongs exactly. He belongs
1: and like yeah. me, like if we we're to order these, like Sean McVay goes bumps up. Like he'll. he'll oh yeah yeah, bu- yeah, 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 yeah. Like if we're trying, if like we're trying to order these, like Bruce Arians, Matt Lafleur, like those guys are there. Like who would For you prefer, sure. Matt, Matt Lafleur or Sean McVay? Lafleur. Okay, uh, Sean McVay or Mike Vrabel, Vrabel, Sean McVay or, uh, Doug Peterson McVay. Ooh, why? I think that's the line. That's the line. I think okay. That's my line. I think that's okay. my line. I
0: think he's uh, he's more in tune with today's game.
1: That's fair. And I think Zach Taylor, I think where we have it, like at like in this order is almost is, 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 is pretty. Dan is Campbell pretty- would
0: be last on that list, by the way.
1: Not uh, over overs out. Cause I guess Dan Campbell yeah. only brings the energy. Cause
0: I'm, what... I'm, I'm bringing the energy, but yeah. he shouldn't be above those guys that have won.
1: That's fair. Okay. Fair enough. And then Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski here. Let's start with Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, where does he belong and does his Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator uh gig kind of doesn't matter. Kyle Shannon's
0: an elite, an elite head Ooh. coach. He is. Um, does that. he have issues? Yep. Because I, there I can find issues with all those guys in that, in that top seven, right? There are things, yep. something they don't do right. Or they've struggled with that times, um, year in and year out, he has his team ready to play. Uh, he's consistent and he's done it with Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Fair enough. And uh, it's
0: and all you have to say right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> easily. It's fair. Kevin Stefanski rounds it out. Cleveland Browns. I put him, <sighs> I would put him in the good category. Nope. Average. Average. Okay. Why yep.
0: he's average because he allowed Baker Mayfield to do what he did last year. What do you mean? He allowed Baker Mayfield to take the Browns from a playoff winning team to absolutely nothing. And he didn't do anything about it. Um, he had one good season as a head coach, just not enough. It's just
1: not enough. What it was he supposed to do with, with a bad Baker?
0: Well, first of all, tell Baker to stop turning the damn ball over. You have Kareem Hunt, you have Nick Chubb, you have one of the best offensive lines in football, a defense that's underachieved for the course of the past two seasons with all those names and all those draft picks and Jeremiah, Wusu, Koromoa, and all these guys, Hey, Denzel Ward. And, hey, he just underachieved. and it, He won eight games. Good for
1: him. Um, he's. The expectations bad. are higher. The expectations yeah, are him. higher, and he's, he not, he's not meeting them.
0: He set them and uh, he just didn't meet him quite yet. Not saying he can't be because I do like him, but uh, just not quite there for me yet.
1: All right. Fair enough. That does it though. That does it for our, our tearing it up. NFL coaches edition. Our elite category is Belichick, Carol Harbaugh, Tomlin, Reed McDermott and Kyle Shanahan. Mike Tomlin gets a category of his own, uh, but, and our trash is Dennis Allen and Matt Ja Rule. That does it for another episode of, of the Sack City podcast. Please head on over to all of our social media pages. We made it very easy for you ladies and gentlemen. Head on over to the Sack City Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh TikTok. Head on over to all of those. Please like, share, subscribe, tell people, just l- let everyone know that the Sack City podcast is here to stay. That's a, that's it right there. Right? That's it. Any last thoughts, Aaron?
0: We'll be po- I'm going to be posting that on TikTok, so I'm going to give a little recap of what we did. Um take a little shot of that. Post it on TikTok and, you know, further explain and let some people come at me.
1: There you go. And and hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to TikTok or whether you're new or old to TikTok, there's a little thing on there called Stitch. Stitch this video. When Aaron posts that video of what we had for our top, li- our top list, Stitch it and let us know what you think about it. Let us know what your thoughts are on the NFL Tears li- coaching tears list that we just dropped. We'll be back again Monday at eight PM Eastern Time for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. For my best friend Aaron Mukes, I am me. We will see you Monday. Peace out.